the series did I just say that? And we started this last week, and it, it, it is hilarious that sometimes you have those did I just say that moments. Ever ask somebody if they were pregnant and they weren't? Any, anybody, show of hands, could be honest with you? All right, just relatively low here today. Um, as you recognize, may have recognized Sarah, one of the people on our worship team, she's very pregnant. And um, so I went up to her today and I said, hey, are you pregnant? Because I felt pretty confident that she was. And I went up to her today and I said, hey, are you pregnant? Because I felt pretty confident somebody that and they, they aren't. And I was listening to a guy talking about it this past week and he said that they aren't. And I was listening to a guy talking about it this past week and he said that the average person only says it one time. He said, I'm actually above average. Uh, he has asked multiple times, and, and I don't know how you feel about some of those things that you kind of start asking, or you stop asking questions, you know, like, are you pregnant, you know, which is a smart thing to do, obviously. Um, it's a, a smart thing to not ask the questions about, like, hey, is this your daughter? Oh, no, it's your wife. Okay, great. You know, you just, there's just some things you just, you can't say, and so... <laughs> There are, uh, some of you don't think that's as funny. I'm seven years older than my wife, and uh, she looks like my daughter at times, and uh, looks like my daughter. I want to make sure I'm clarifying that. Some of you don't know if you can have fun in church. Go ahead and give you a hint. You can. It's all right. Go ahead and just laugh. You can belly laugh a little bit if you want and just enjoy the service today. Even if you don't think I'm funny, you can laugh at me uh, if you're not laughing with me. Um, but we all have those, did I just say that moments? And again, sometimes they are funny. And they're, sometimes they're funny to us, but not to somebody else. Sometimes they're funny to them and, and not to us. But what we kind of really want to deal with is those times when we say those, did I just say that moments, that they're not funny to anybody. Those moments when we say the wrong thing that actually kind of maybe speak death into a situation and into a moment. And, and the cool thing about it is that you may be in a pattern that you habitually do that. I mean, you just start talking and you kind of stick your foot in your mouth. You're somewhat like Peter. The only time Peter was ever taking his foot out of his mouth is when he was sticking the other one in. He was constantly getting himself in trouble. But you can change beginning today. Today really is the first day of the rest of your life. And the cool thing about Christianity is it works. Now, don't shout me down again this morning, but it actually works. If you'll actually walk out this life, you'll be amazed at the abundant life, the eternal life, the amazing life that I talk about all the time that God actually has for you. But if you think Christianity is you're going to kind of show up on Sunday, hear the message, and you're going to go over dinner or lunch today, and you're going to rate how well Pastor Richie did, scale of one to ten, oh, he's about a three today. Uh, he was a seven. It was the best he's ever done. Whatever it might be, we can do that. Or we can actually come here, kind of dig in, learn, not just listen, but learn, hear things, begin to understand things, begin to kind of uh, adopt certain practices that are not super comfortable with us. And before you know it, we're actually starting to change. And the coolest thing about us changing is we change the entire environment we're in when we change us. But we live in a world that is constantly looking for other people to change. I wish they would just stop doing that. I wish that they could fix this. I wish they would do that. And we need to recognize as followers of Jesus Christ that we have eternal life living on the inside of us. That you have joy inside of you, which should cause you to smile really big right now. That joy lives inside of you. That peace lives inside of you. Hey, listen to this. Even patience lives inside of you. And it's amazing when we begin to understand that. So what we're really wanting to learn in this series 
is, is really not just how funny or not funny can Pastor Richie be, but really, first of all, what can we do to keep relationships in our life healthy? Now, notice I didn't say what can they do, again, because it's what we want to do, but what can we do? What can I personally do with the words that I say, the things that, that the way that I act to make the relationships in my life healthy? It's amazing. In fact, what we have a tendency to think again is, I wish they would change, but really, it really comes back to us. We need to really make sure that we're focused on ourselves. Second thing is, is learning how to, to uh, not tame, but be aware of this unruly member of our body right there called the tongue. The tongue, we can actually try to keep it a little bit more focused, all right? That was a little gross, wasn't it? The Bible says in James that our tongue is very unruly and you're, ever, you're not ever really going to ever be able to tame it. It's like living with a lion. You've got to keep your eye on it. And so, but we can learn how to rule over it. We can learn how to make sure that it's taking us in the right direction. In fact, James talks about how our tongue is like a rudder on a ship and it's taking us in a certain direction. And if we don't like the direction of our life, we've got to change what we say. The third reason, and I think this is the most important reason, I think it's the most powerful reason, is because when you and I say the right things to people, when we speak in, in, in ways that are building people up and edifying and encouraging people, what we are actually doing is we are operating in the way of love that Paul talked about. And again, we have a tendency to think the way of love is this really romantic, easy thing, but in reality, it's kind of challenging. So here's the takeaway from the, the sermon today and the message throughout the series. And so if you're going to fall asleep or if you've already decided your phone's more important than me, I'm going to ask you just to pay attention to this one thing because here's what we're trying to learn. In fact, let me get everyone to say it out loud with me. Everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak. So who am I talking to today? Everyone. You thought I was talking to your neighbor, right? You're thinking, oh man, I'm glad they came today. Right? Or you're thinking, oh, I wish so-and-so was here, right? But one more time, all together, everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak. Because listen, when we have conflict with people, not if, but when we have conflict with people, you've got to understand that you both want the same thing. You want to be heard and you want to be understood. I know what some of you are thinking, oh yeah, I understand them, I understand them, they're just wrong. You want to be heard and you want to be understood. So here's what we want. I want you to be quick to listen and slow to speak. And you want me to be quick to listen and slow to speak. We both want the same things. So here's what James, the way James put it. James, the brother of Jesus, said this in James chapter 1. He says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this, meaning pay attention to what I'm about ready to say. God's speaking to us through, through the writer James, Jesus' brother, Everyone, again, who are we talking to? Everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak. Make sure the, the person that you're having a conversation with, a discussion with, a dialogue, even a fight with, they actually understand that you actually understand what it is they're saying. You gotta, you gotta take time to do that. So the next time that you're in the, the middle of a discussion or a fight and you're not, you're kind of stuck in the same thing again. How many of you recognize in some of your relationships you're fighting about the same things all the time? Just me, all right? You know, uh, maybe it's somebody that you have a different political point of view with 
or, or a, a different point of view about something that is important to you and you, you're stuck in the middle of that same fight one more time? Listen, why don't you just take just a moment and go, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Listen, I'm not sure that I really understand what you're saying. Would you say it again and say it in a different way because I really want to understand what it is that you're saying. I'm telling you, the moment you do that, they'll be like, whoa, hey, what's going on? You're changing on me. It's amazing when people feel understood. And listen, you don't have to do that, especially if you think you're right. You don't have to do it. You know what? You can be right and write someone out of the relationship. In fact, check this out. You can be right and write the person right out of the relationship. You can actually be right. Listen, as followers of Jesus Christ, we recognize that we're right. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Jesus is the only way. We know that we're right, but listen, that doesn't give us the right to be mean and ugly and dogmatic and fight with people that don't get it yet. We need to try to understand them. They need to, when, when they feel understood, they're going to they're gonna open up their heart for us to be able to share with them the good news of Jesus Christ. So listen, you, you can do that. You don't have to do it, especially if you think you know better. Because sometimes we do know better. But listen, James says this, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak. We get those two ideas down. Here's the third thing that happens, and slow to become angry. How many of you are tired of being angry? Right? Watch this. Slow to become angry is both a result and it's a choice. If you're quick to listen and slow to speak, you are less likely to become angry. And, and, go, and it goes on, and it's easier to guard against becoming angry if you've decided up front, look, I'm just going to listen. I'm just there to understand. Now, listen, in case you think that I'm preaching to you, I am, and I'm preaching to me. In fact, I'm preaching to every one of us. Because while this is something that is easy to intellectually understand, it is much harder to practice. In fact, this is a message that we could preach every week till Jesus comes, and we would just begin to get it. We really would because it's so easy in our default mode going, oh, no, I understand them. They just don't understand me. But listen to this. I know we're reviewing, but some of these things are worth repeating. Listen, look at this. Everything that everyone does makes sense to them. Everything. Everything that they do makes sense to them. It gets worse because it goes on and says this. Everything that everyone says makes sense to them. Based upon the way that they were raised, their paradigm, their perspective, things that they were taught, it makes sense to them. So listen, if you ever find yourself saying, I don't know why they say that. I don't know why on earth they do that. Who needs to understand some things? Let me help you with the tough ones. You do. So be quick to listen. Why? Because it makes the relationship better. You want your marriage to be better? Three? Seriously, y'all are going to have to give me some feedback because I got to know. Y'all want your marriage? Nobody? Okay, I guess I'm done, right? Y'all want your marriage to be better? You want your relationship with your kids to be better? You want your relationship with your parents to be better? You want to get better at relationships? Be quick to listen and slow to speak. Makes the relationship better. Here's the next reason why. It'll keep you from becoming angry. Listen, James explains why that's important in the next verse, verse 20. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires us. God, he's telling us that human anger, it doesn't produce. Human anger of blowing up. Some of you, you're, you're the blow up person, man. The moment you get angry, you yell, you scream. 
you grab plates, you grab lamps, you start throwing things. It doesn't produce the righteousness that God desires. But human anger, internalizing things. Because see, we've become a little bit more politically correct and we've recognized throwing plates is not the way societies run. So let me just mash it down. Let me just press it down. It doesn't produce the righteousness that God desires. Do you know why? Unexpressed feelings never die. They just come back later in meaner and uglier ways. It's the reason why you make that one little comment, guys, about her shoes that you didn't think was a big deal. And suddenly she's throwing the shoes at you. Right? And you're like, where on earth did that come from? Or ladies, you're making that comment to him and he's yelling and screaming. You're like, where on earth did it come from? Because we have, we have around unrighteous anger to be suppressed. We need to communicate. We need to talk things out. Now, we don't have to talk about everything. Listen, we sometimes got to get our, put our big boy pants on and our big girl pants on. We don't have to handle every little thing. Well, you just looked at me funny, right? We don't have to do that kind of stuff. But are y'all doing good today? Y'all hearing what I'm saying? Listen, we've got to recognize this thing actually works. Do you realize the word of God works in your life if you'll just walk it out? It'll work for your life. So listen, here's the deal. Watch this. We want to be right at each other. But God wants us to be right with each other. We want to win the fight. I want to be right. I want to be right at you. But God wants us to be right with each other. And James is telling us that our righteousness or our rightness, that that's not the right right. That's not the right that God's looking for. Because we can be right again and you can write the person right out the door. And James is showing us that that's not God, what God wants. He doesn't want us to be right at each other. I know that we live in a very competitive society and we want to win. We want to win at all costs. And sometimes, that, and most of the time, that is not the best choice. We want to be right with each other, not at each other. And here's why, because James is drawing us into the one commandment. You realize in the new covenant, God's only given us one commandment. Y'all realize that? You realize in the new covenant, God only gave us one commandment, right? He did. And it's the overarching ethic for everything that God wants us to do. Everything boils down to this. Here it is right here. A new command I give you, love one another. Now that was just the same thing that happened in the old covenant. Here's the new part. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. As God has loved us, when Jesus came to earth, catch this, listen to this. If you've not heard anything else I say, listen to this. When Jesus came to earth, he did not come to be right. I don't know if you've ever thought about that before. Because if he had, it would only have taken about 30 minutes. He just sat everybody down, explained some things, said, I'm right. And then the Pharisees would have asked the questions and he'd have zinged them with his good answers. But listen, when he came to earth, he didn't come to be right. Jesus came, if he came to be right, it wouldn't have ended with him dying on the cross. So he says to us as Jesus followers, your goal in life is not to be right in the relationships of your life. It's not to be right at them, but to be right with them. We are to embrace the mission of our Savior. Again, he didn't come to be right. Here's what he came to do. He came and reconciled us to himself. That means he made things right between us and God. But watch this, through Jesus Christ, and he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. 
God made things right. Our responsibility is to make things right with one another, not be right at each other. So Jesus is saying, quit trying to be right. Quit trying to be right all the time. Listen, again, quit trying to be right at each other and learn how to be right with each other. So how do we do that, James? I've already told you. Be quick to listen and slow to speak. Quick to listen, slow to speak. Listen, if the two of you in the relationship aren't right, it doesn't matter who's right. And if you're going to go, oh, yes, it does. You got some work to do. You really do. Because no one wins a relational argument. There's nothing wrong with sitting down and disagreeing when you're sitting down to try to understand and be understood. You realize the political mess we have today is because we have people on both sides of the aisle that are only wanting to be understood. They're not trying to understand each other. Can you imagine if our political leaders would sit down and say, listen, I need to know where you're coming from. Help me understand where you're coming from. And once, they were un- once that person was understood, they began to explain their point of view. Can you imagine the greatest nation in the world where we could go to next? Are you, are you all seeing how powerful this actually is? And if you're waiting for Jesus to tap you on the shoulder every day and say, hey, 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 quick to listen. Hey, hey, quick to listen. It ain't happening. Because he's telling us right here in his word what we're to do, that we are to be quick to listen and slow to speak. Listen, some of your marriages could be awesome starting today if you just did this. Some of your relationships with kids, coworkers, friends, neighbors could be awesome starting today if you just began to do this. And why is this so important? Because it is the way of love. And if you think this is easy, we need, probably need to sit around and talk after service today. Because I'm telling you, it's not easy because everything inside of you is going to want to talk. It's going to want to state your point of view and make sure that you get them and want some of this kind of a deal. All right? So listen, no one wins a relational argument. Listen, if things aren't right between you, it's not good. In fact, being right can actually make things worse. Sometimes in a marriage relationship, watch this, we actually have to give up our right to be right. Why? The relationship's more important than being right. So James continues because he's still not done. James chapter 1, verse 21, therefore. Every time there's a therefore in the Bible, we need to look at what the therefore is therefore. So what James is telling us, let's listen, in light of what you're learning now, in light of the fact that be quick to listen, slow to speak, he goes on and says, therefore, get rid of all moral filth. Now, this phrase, get rid of, is, is what we would use like if you were going to take off of a jacket. You, you can actually get rid of all moral filth. That if you're walking around with the I'm right jacket on, you know, it says right there, I'm right. You open it up on the inside, I'm right. It says on the back, I'm right. Y'all got those jackets, right, you put on in the middle of an argument? Listen, James is telling us if you're not careful, the goal in all of your relationships can just be to be right. And in those moments, you've got to take off the I'm right jacket. It's going to destroy you. It's going to destroy relationships. Listen, you guys know what I'm talking about. Because you've had friendships, you've had relationships where you had to be right, and you've watched those relationships get damaged. And you said, oh, that dirty devil. The devil's going back, hey, I didn't do anything. I just let you run your mouth. The reason why he says moral filth is because we hear that. It just sounds so nasty. But listen to this. Self-rightness 
a.k.a. self-righteousness, where we're focused on our own rightness, quickly becomes a moral issue. And James says, come on, if you're going to be a follower of Jesus Christ, if you want reconciliation with God, and man, you've got to take that I'm right jacket off. And James tells us there's something else we need to take off, get rid of all moral filth, and the evil that is so prevalent. A, a better word for evil in the context here would be the word malice. Malice is a desire to harm. And I know we've never done this, but we know people that have. Right? Malice is a desire to get even. We, you ever noticed in a fight how quickly you lose the context of the fight when malice gets in? It's malice is a desire to get back or pay back someone for something that they've done. And he's saying this, malice is so prevalent. Malice is what epitomizes your culture. It's the default mode that you continually find yourself in when you're in the middle of an argument. You want to win at all costs. That's why you say some things that are not very kind. So the next time you find yourself in the middle of an argument with your spouse, child, coworker, neighbor, friend, when you realize again, hey, I've got that I'm right jacket on, hit the pause button. Take off the I'm right jacket and say, listen, no one's going to win an argument. There's not going to be anything good that's going to come out of this fight because even if I win, the relationship loses. So James says, take that thing off. And here's what he wants us to put on instead. And I love this because this is incredibly powerful. I love this. James says, and humbly. And that's not the word that we actually wanted to hear, was it? Humbly accept the word planted in you. He's saying, I want you to take off that I've got to be right jacket. And I want you to put on humility. Because you know what humility says? Humility says is we are more important than me. Humility says you are more important than me. So you and I, y'all ought to see y'all's faces. So, so you and I being reconciled, you and I staying on the same page, being right with you is more important than me getting my way. Let me say that again because I don't think some of you believe that. You being, me being right with you is more important than me getting my own way. So James says, humbly accept the word planted in us. He's saying, you're a Christian, aren't you? You're a Christian, aren't you? You're a follower of Jesus, right? He's saying, look, you already know this. You've already embraced what Jesus said to do unto others as I have done unto you. You know that God sent his only son into the world to die for you, right? Right? Well, put the people around you ahead of you. Man, I'm stepping on some toes today. I don't know how that works, Pastor Richie. James has already told us. Be quick to listen and slow to speak. Pastor Richie, you don't understand. Possibly. Then you need to be seeking first to understand, then to be understood. Be quick to listen and slow to speak. Remember what God, through Christ Jesus, did for you. And go and do that for others. And then he ends this verse by saying, which can save you? And by the way, it's not just talking about saving you from the, in the afterlife. It's talking about saving you now. It can save you now. It can save your marriage. Listen, you don't have to wait until you are at the last straw before you go get some help. If you can't get on the same page about some things, you need to sit down with somebody. You need some counseling. 
Let me say that again. You need some counseling if you've got some same issues that keep coming back over and over and over again. Listen, my wife, we get into counseling whenever we got issues that keep coming up over and over and over again. Listen, it can save your marriage. Listen, it can, it can save your relationships. It can save your job. There are some of you that you can't keep a job because you just got to tell it like it is. Right? It can save your job. It can save your career. Listen, if you'll just learn how to tame your tongue and, and, and rule over that thing. Listen, before you start to say that thing to your boss and your boss is going, whoa, hey, wait. Listen, you just say the right thing. Speak life. Listen first. Then be understood. Listen, it can save you from a lot of heartache. It can save you from a lot of suffering. Here's the last part of that verse again. And humbly accept the word planted in you. Notice the word accept. He's telling you, listen, you need to step back from what you already know as a follower of Jesus Christ. And you have to accept responsibility. That you are responsible. You know, in the relationship, you're responsible for you. Can't change the other person, but changing you can change the other person. You are responsible. You are able to choose your response. So I don't care if all your life your default mode has been throw things, internalize things, whatever it might be. You are responsible. You can change your response. And listen to this. Because doing this, not just knowing it, he's going to talk about, James is going to talk about that later. Doing this is what makes all of the difference. So again, James, the brother of Jesus, who was martyred in the year 63 because he believed that his big brother was the Messiah. Amazing proof that, man, our God exists. He says this, my dear brothers and sisters, Take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Why should we do that? Because listen, it's bigger than just us getting along. Because he goes on and says, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. And then our last verse we're looking at today. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Years ago, we began to understand as a church that saving us was more than just eternal life of going to heaven. It's a sozo salvation of deliverance, healing, rescuing right now. God God didn't say, "I've, I've got an abundant life for just a few people who can get their act together and do everything perfectly right. He's got an abundant life available for every one of us that are here today to walk in this fullness of life that God has for us. We, we started this series last week, and, and I've had a lot of people already tell me, and that just seems too difficult. And I understand, honestly, at some level, because I think any time we're trying to develop new and better behaviors, it is kind of a challenge. But here's something that I would really caution you in before you say that again, and here it's this. Be careful what you say. The tongue really does have the power of life and death. And sometimes you just saying over your life, oh, that's just so difficult. That's just so difficult. That's just so difficult. You're going to make it more difficult. You're going to find it just too difficult to even start to try. And I promise you, if God is telling us to do it, if God is leading us to do it, if God is showing us how to walk in the abundant life, you actually have the ability to do it. And it doesn't mean that you'll do it perfectly, but today is the first day of the rest of your life. So today you can make a decision and say, you know what, I'm going to learn how to be quick to listen. 
Instead of just going back into the same fight, fighting about money, fighting about the kids, fighting about our jobs, whatever it would be, I'm going to take a step back and say, hey, let me listen to you. Tell me what it is that you're saying. So first thing, be careful what you say. Second thing is, don't allow temporary frustration to disrupt God's amazing destination. Listen, don't allow the heat of the moment to dictate and decide what you're going to do. If we begin to really understand what James is saying and we make a choice ahead of time, I'm going to be quick to listen, I'm going to be quick to listen, you may not do it perfectly every time, but if you make the choice ahead of time, you are much more likely to step into that moment when your emotions are going crazy again and simply make the choice to say, I want to be quick to listen. I want to understand what it is that you're saying. Listen to this. Don't allow the need to be right about a topic negatively affect your opportunity to be right in a relationship. Listen, your words are powerful. In fact, the the next message that we're going to be talking about in this series, we're going to be talking about the weight of your words. I know that we all grew up with sticks and stones may break my bones, but names may never hurt me, right? I, I, I tell you, I've got some scars from sticks and stones that they're there and I'm, I'm totally good from it, but I've had some words spoken over my life that I still have to kind of take captive now and again. And your words actually have weight based upon the, the depth of the relationship. In, in fact, with my son Christian, my words have more weight to him than what the words of someone who's just coming in today for the very first time. So our words have weight and our words speak destiny all the time. And we've got to understand that we get the opportunity to speak life and see life show up in in the relationships of our life, or we get the opportunity to not do that. And we need to make sure that we're careful, that we're using wisdom with our words, that we're speaking right, because we're going to use our words wisely to build people up and to not tear them down. So don't allow a disagreement about a subject, no matter how important it may be to you, to allow it to disrupt and negatively affect a relationship. Remember, We want to be right with people, not right at people. How do we do that, Pastor Richie? It's what James has been talking, so let's all say it together one last time today. Everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak. Let me pray over you today. I'm going to ask you just to bow your head and close your eyes right where you're at. And what I'm praying today and what I'm praying through this series is that the way of love that Paul talks about would become the driving force of our life. We wouldn't allow the emotions of a moment. We wouldn't allow the the disagreement or even the passion about a particular subject to allow that thing to damage relationships, to damage people that God has placed in our life. And as I said earlier, today is the first day of the rest of your life. You can step into this. You can walk this out. You can allow God to do something fresh in your heart and life. Listen, it doesn't mean today that you're going to do it perfectly. Doesn't mean that if you decide to do this, you're just going to have it nailed down. You're going to have to adopt some new behaviors. You're going to have to learn how to be quiet. You're going to have to learn how to really just learn how to listen. And just so you know, it actually takes more energy to listen than it does to talk. But I'm telling you, if you'll get on a path to do this, God's going to save your marriage. He's going to save some family relationships. He's going to promote you. You're going to see God begin to show up in your life in incredibly amazing ways. 